1: back welcome back everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is america i want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the cl bryant show i gotta tell you something folks um um uh, the, uh, the last um oh I imagine- a little while, I guess the mountain cedar or what have you, but um having a little few- a little sinus problems, you know, and that's what was going on when i when I opened the show here today, but i'm okay now and glad to be with you, glad that you've come along with us as we build a bridge throughout uh the great nation of America. It has been oh my, the last but 60 days has been absolutely um life changing. Oh, <laughs> you know it has. It's been life changing. Yeah, and um we're going to talk about um some of those life changes this week. Uh, particularly tomorrow, when my special guest—and I mean a very special guest—you want to tune in tomorrow, uh, Doctor, one of your favorites, matter of fact, Doctor Marlene McMillan will be on with us. Why Liberty Matters, and we will see her world view, uh, her uh, take on the type of world view that's being put in place. As we speak, you do know <clears throat> that there are some who actually feel as though um, there is method that's always attained in maddening times like these. Yeah, yeah, there's always someone, who nefarious if you want to call it that, uh, you know, who has a method that they want to initiate during crisis times like these. Instead of uh, the method being keep us all safe, many times the method can be how do we uh, better socially engineer a nation through this crisis. Not saying that they want the crisis to her not saying that at all I am saying though that there are some people who don't let a crisis go to waste as has been said by Rahm Emanuel a former mayor of Chicago right hand to Barack Obama we cannot let a, a crisis you never let a crisis go to waste and you can believe me when I'm telling you that uh, this crisis as far as those with that type of ideal and that can be on any, either side I'm not talking strictly about uh, liberals or conservatives or libertarians or whoever. I'm talking about the human nature and the worldview that, pardon me, that comes out of that when that nature becomes greedy. Okay. And greed is something that is pervasive throughout the entire human race. But somehow what will happen is that um, there are various people who will try to use it as a divisive tool when there's nothing either any of us could do about, uh, you know, how we were raised and all that type of thing and how we were born. You know, you have nothing to do with that. And so you should have nothing to do with the way they live their lives and the way they want to live their lives. Um, you can't tell me that all white people are the same. You can't tell me that all black people are the same or Latinos are the same. We we group them the same, but that's our own bigoted hypocrisy. We, we're, the, we're the ones who group people like that. Children don't do it. No, they don't do it. We We learn to do that. And so, and so, when we look at what we are to learn here uh, from what's happening in uh, in this nation right now, um, we're going to have to examine and bring in some great minds like Dr. Marlene <clears throat> to talk to us about uh, the in-game, um, and I don't know if it's the right term, but the method to the madness that's going on right now. There, there's always a method to the madness. I also want her to chime in again on the Benjamin Bloom type of uh, educational uh, approach that we have here in America and how every educator in this country is influenced by the Bloomian uh, ideals of education you know that's what we've been dealing with and of course you don't know anything about that because you, well quite frankly you you wouldn't know anything about that you're you wouldn't you send your kid to school and you trust that uh um, hey, he's going to get a good education right but you're not really sure where that information for the education will come from okay going to talk to dr marlene tomorrow tomorrow you be sure don't you miss tomorrow's show if uh you don't get both hours of the cl bryant show be sure to download free the cl bryant show on uh, from your app store uh and it's a free download don shula um well he, he died with his legacy intact yeah met coach shula once uh, met coach shula once and has eaten at shula's Um, I don't know how many times, uh, (laughs) down in in Florida, uh, the restaurant. But he's uh, gone on to uh, meet his maker, the creator, and Coach Shula was 90 and uh, was confined to a wheelchair, and now he's free. He is free. And um, the only coach, uh, 1972, Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, undefeated coach the record is intact at least in your lifetime the record has been intact and so long may it rain and you rest in peace and enjoy your new life also friends you need to be on the lookout for what's being known uh, what's being called the killer hornet Yeah, two-inch long stinger, able to penetrate uh, beehive or beekeeper suits, more venomous, and they seem to be somewhat aggressive. And Japan, at least 59, 50, 60 people a year die from their attacks, and it appears they have made their way to uh, America via um, perhaps ships from Asia into Seattle, into the Washington state, into Washington state. And the projection that is being <clears throat> laid out for all of us now is that uh, in three years it would have reached the East Coast. of the United- They would have reached the East Coast of the United States. So uh, you have uh, the department... Um, doing it's very best to stave that off but I'm not sure how you do that you know if how long they I'm not sure how you do that but my point that I'm trying to make is this you have um I tell you all the time uh, if you if even if you don't believe it if you don't, if you don't, even if you don't believe it, you find yourself a Bible and you turn to the 24th chapter of Matthew. And that's the New Testament. And uh, you read the entire book. And, the, and then uh, I think that's Luke 19 is the other one. And um, you go there. And I believe that we have been in this passage, this segment of Scripture for uh, at least um 25 maybe 40 years longer maybe longer maybe since even israel became a nation again we may have been living in this um time frame that jesus himself spoke of that would come up on the earth never before uh has the all all of the um ingredients all of them all of the ingredients been available to us as a race of people on this earth and then they are right now and we waste our time um speaking to each other in colors looking at each other in colors when the bigger bigger picture is uh, do we get out of this alive i don't know uh, yeah. <laughs> but then again of course you don't so how would you have wasted, how would you have spent that time? I mean, I certainly don't want to stand before the Lord and, um, and have to say to him that uh, out of all these killer bees, earthquakes uh, and divers places and all of that type of thing that's uh, going on, you know, family members turning on each other because of political differences. Oh yeah. My goodness. It's civil war in some families right now not just because of the tension and the strife of having to live your life this way, Um, but it's simply because um, people are agitated politically, religiously, in any way that you want, economically, um, educationally, you name it. People are agitated, and that has no party label. And my question, as we head toward uh, this 2020 election, and that's going to be interesting. That's going to be incredibly interesting to see how that's pulled off. And I, I, again, let me reiterate, Joe Biden's goose is cooked. is he's, he's finished. I've been telling you this now for months. I've been putting it on. I, I, hey, thousands and thousands of you, you know what I'm talking about. I've been saying this for months. Joe Biden's goose is cooked. It's time to say goodbye to Uncle Joe. The deer in the headlights will not defeat Donald Trump. And the Dems know that. Gee whiz, the thing that the the president did Sunday night uh, in front of the Lincoln Memorial um, was well done. (laughs) would you like what he had to say or not uh as a um producer film uh, maker myself i I was well done the angles the shots everything was well done you're gonna take it's gonna take more it's gonna take somebody other than joe biden quite frankly i don't see anyone in the camp over there, that uh, would would be saying, "Oh, I can't oh, oh, only only if Joe." I think I heard some some. Uh, I think that was Jason Schaeffitz, my buddy Jason said. Uh, Jason said this the other day. Uh, oh, there's nobody in this country saying only if Joe was was president. <laughs> are Are you here? Oh, I chuckled. It made me chuckle then, it made me chuckle now. Nobody in this country. Not even his own party is saying, oh, my God, only if Joe was president. There were some who were saying only if Hillary was president. It'd be great to have a first woman in. That's the only reason they wanted Hillary. That's the only reason. Because... It, it, it appeared at, at some point that she was going to be able to pull off that first woman president thing. But, you know, and then they we weren't ready for the first socialist. So Bi- uh, Biden was the choice. Bernie had to go. Biden was the choice. But Biden can't pull the weight. Uncle Joe's finished. And with these women coming out of the woodwork, like they're coming out of the woodwork and they keep coming. Hey, you better believe once that door starts to open, Joe, every listen, you had better not pinched a cocktail waitress uh, 30 years ago. She's coming forth. <laughs> you had better believe it. So Joe's finished. Joe's cooked. Goose is cooked. So the question boils down. It comes back to us: Do we want a dangerous freedom over uh, uh, peaceful slavery? Which which are we we got to choose, huh? I was saying to a, a friend, um, I was speaking to someone last night, um, about this, and I knew that I was going to talk about this. It's amazing how it set the stage for um, today's show, The Conversation. Um, dangerous freedom over a peaceful slavery. Hmm. You must choose. So what do you choose? Now, Americans hear me because when I come back, we're going to share with you what Americans have always chosen. And what you are seeing all over the country beginning to break out is in the DNA of America. Now, whether it's the right thing to do or not is a whole nother conversation. I'm just telling you what you're seeing very familiar with how the DNA of this country works, right? Press flesh with it. Year in, year out, year in, year out. Press flesh with it. Talk to them, hear them, break bread with them. You know. And I know that they're, Americans are very smart people, but we are people who have choices, and the choice that we have now in the midst of what we are facing is the is the choice of a dangerous freedom over a peaceful slavery now when i return i want to share with you what this Group of people, this nation of folks called Americans, the most in my opinion, in my, my estimation, and I've seen many of the peoples on the earth visit some of their countries, but from what I have seen and from what I can tell and from what they will tell you, America is the most exceptional nation on earth, what has made it that way. It's not stupidity, it's not ignorance, it's not uh, recklessness that has made us the most exceptional nation on earth. But uh, the answer to what has made us exceptional is found in the choices between a dangerous freedom over a peaceful slavery... So, when we return, we need to open that. We need to delve into that. And every true American, every red-blooded American, I mean, I'm going to be speaking to your soul. We will understand us better after this next segment, I certainly hope. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, it's been a long and tedious road that we have been traveling but yet we are still moving we're traveling we have not stopped our forward motion or momentum and that is a good thing as far as our um spirit is concerned we still have it but how long will that last Well, not too much longer, if we continue down this particular path, those spirits are going to be broken, many are already broken, the rate of suicide, depression, and family abuse is rising, I'm CL, be back, don't go anywhere.
2: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying...
1: By with you on this great day in the USA, glad to be here with you, a dangerous freedom over a peaceful slavery you can have one of the other America, you can have one of the other um, what have we always chosen we've always chosen the dangerous freedom As Americans, that's what we have always chosen. We would rather take the risk of losing our life than to settle into the comfort, the warmth, the opium of a peaceful slavery. Well, that's what we've. I mean, that's just historically what we've always chosen, and so that's why I want to talk so bad to my good friend Dr. Marlene tomorrow, Dr. Marlene McMillan, internationally known uh, mind about the shifting sands of world view that is taking place. In this nation, it didn't matter whether you were liberal, Democrat, Republican, or conservative, or black or white. Worldview, many times, uh, is misunderstood. And so, a nation, a national identity... Is always based on its world view. And we as Americans, though we, have, we who sent the first men to the moon chose, that's a part of the dangerous freedom. That type of exploration. That type of expanding the nation from uh, the Atlantic to the Pacific is uh, case in point of america always choosing to live our lives our american lives in dangerous freedom and i will submit to you as i submitted to a a friend that i was speaking to the other night uh, i will submit to you that um the pursuit of freedom my friends Is always going to be a dangerous proposition. Why? Because the natural inclination of those who have power and money chips is to make, not necessarily subservient. But make those who have less than them available to them for service. In other words, I'll give you a job. I'll pay you. And since I'm paying you now to do a job for me, if you want to continue that, uh, then there's a certain philosophy maybe that you're going to have to adopt, especially at, at least while you're working for me. That is the nature of human beings. It has, n- it has no racial, it has no uh, political uh, consequence to it. It's the nature of who we are as humans. We choose our political parties usually because of finances. I, that's, what I, that's how I do it. You know, I'd be an idiot to vote, for, uh, to vote the same way as someone who makes um, $30,000 a year. Huh? And, I, you know, you've heard me say that uh, for a long, long time. If you're making, uh, you know, half a million, uh, 200, if you're making a quarter million, if you're making $100,000 a year and you're voting the same way as someone who's making thirty or $40,000 a year, one of you is an idiot. And it's not the guy who's making the 30 or 40 a year. I see why he's a liberal. You know. But the this has nothing to do, you vote parties because of finances. But when we talk about freedom and liberty we're talking about something that transcends all of that you know race color creed we're talking about freedom we're talking about what you're born with what jefferson said that you are endowed with by your creator and even though jefferson was a slaveholder he knew this that's why eventually within that 80 year period of time, once the country was founded, slavery was gone. It had to go because the documents had to be true to themselves. And that is why uh, you've had your first president of color in this, in this country. And that hasn't happened in England. It hasn't happened in France or Germany or it never happened in Russia. It just hasn't happened in Italy, but it has happened in America. It's because our documents dictate that that's the natural outcome of what must go on now, the way we treat each other is a whole other story. That's politics. That's political. We treat each other is the way we treat each other is a whole different story. The the body politic. But uh, when it comes to our personal liberties and freedoms, and that's what this nation is founded upon, then then actually that transcends the politics. And the question always does linger, it is always raised. How do we live our lives? Do we live our lives in that with this dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery? I'm saying to you, Americans have always chosen dangerous freedom to peaceful slavery. We've always chosen that. And I'm saying to you that um, when you speak of freedom, Being a independent man or woman. Anywhere in the world. When you talk about speaking your mind. Doing you. Being you. Making your dream happen. You're talking about a place where that is possible. When you talk about America. It's possible here. More than it's possible anywhere else in the world, and the world knows it. So why is it that we uh, would like to melt into the warmth of the peaceful slavery? Or at least attack those who understand what's happening I don't condone being unsafe as far as spreading virus to other citizens and all that type of thing. But um, we're going to have to embrace the danger of what it is to live in this world currently. Or you're going to choose the peaceful slavery that the governments of the world will offer as they come together while you're making your decision oh yeah the, wh- while you 're making your decision, I want you to understand something. The governments of the world are communicating because we 're looking at yes, a global pandemic, and so all of the 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 nations who are affected with this i think it 's one hundred and seventy six hundred and eighty uh well, one hundred and seventy nations i think is um affected with this and they must talk. they must decide and decipher how to initiate certain controls if worst case scenario comes about. in other countries, Um, it will be very easy to lead the citizens into peaceful slavery with government dictating and calling your movement and your shots and how you will live. It'll be very easy to do that because basically that has already happened in many other countries. And in many other countries... The citizens are disarmed, so government can easily take over and tell you exactly how you're going to chew this cabbage or how you're going to eat the cabbage and how you're going to chew it, whether it's going to be on the right side or the left side, or you're going to chew it with your front teeth. The government will dictate that. When you can go out into your yard or travel down the street. Even though we talk and see um, the hope of some cities or states like Wyoming, uh, our neighbor to the north here in Colorado is open. And it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the next 14, 15 days, if there is anything that flares up. Mississippi was doing partial openings, and then they slowed it down because they saw flare-ups. So, what do we choose? Some are saying that we must go ahead and choose the herd immunity tactic. I don't know about that. After all, even though I'm uh, very feeling very fit, I'm very healthy, and I thank God for that. I, you know, it's the, his grace that uh, causes that to be the case for me. Call it a gene pool that he gave to me. I don't know. But I'm over 60. Don't look it. Thank God. Don't feel it. Glory to God. But um, I'm over 60. So there are choices that even I am going to have to make based upon my um, life and lifestyle and age. And when I make those choices, I'll be making the choice based upon whether I want to live a a life of dangerous freedom or one over peaceful slavery. I can tell you right now, I'll choose the dangerous freedom every time. And maybe dangerous the 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 wrong word. Um, Cautious. I don't don't know. Cautious freedom. I don't know. I just know this. Uh, The old man, my dad had this saying, you know, son, I'm just going to live. We're all just going to live until we die anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So simple yet incredibly profound. In other words, calculate the risk and live your life because the fact of the matter is we're all going to live until we die anyhow. You cannot tell me that uh, you have not calculated the risk of going to a grocery store, walking around out in the open period bringing your clothes back into your home not knowing if something uh, is in airborne you know dimensions yeah we we, we, dangerous freedom is what we have always enjoyed we have no clue about this and the the, um, vaccine is soon to be out are you going to shelter in place until the vaccine comes out I know people that are already committed to doing it. And you can believe this. And um, will he get a a round of applause for it? Of course not. But the president and and the way he has been whipping the um, task force and leading this with courage. I think we're going to have a vaccine much sooner than later. And much sooner than uh, thought and you just have to make sure that it's safe before you give it to people of course you have to make sure this stuff is safe but I have a feeling we're going to have a vaccine and if you're one of those who's going to sit it out until the vaccine arrives do so that may be the smartest thing to do but you're going to see American upheaval from then until from now until then You're going to see American upheaval from now until then, especially in those states uh, that may extend the close down or may have to extend the close down because the people got out too early. Americans will always choose the dangerous freedom. So don't be surprised and don't be angry at them. Just stay away from them if you're one of the people who uh, think differently. But don't be surprised, don't be angry at Americans being who we are, being who they are. The peaceful slavery, stay in the house, stay off the roads and let government dictate to us what and how and when to breathe and eat and uh, what. We We could do that. That's not what Americans do. That's just not what we do. I mean, how often have we said that um we don't care how we do it in europe, how they do it in Europe, <laughs> okay It's a great place to visit and all that kind of thing, but you know we don't care how they do it in Europe. you know I, I care how they do it right now in Denver or in Colorado. And when I lived in Louisiana, you know, where I cared about the most that, you know, I cared about what was going on in Louis, in Shreveport or in Louisiana, because that's where I was. And so, friends, that's why it's your choice. How you will approach this with dangerous will you live your life wanting to. Be called someone who enjoys dangerous freedom or someone who enjoys or lives in peaceful slavery. Oh, somebody's bristling at that, I know. I'm neither. I'm not going to do anyone. I'm cautious. Well, you're choosing one or the other, either way you do it. It leads to that. Bold and robust does that win the battle? You better believe it does, always does. Wins the lady too. Or does uh, timid and placid waiting for it to go away. Maybe if I we hide under the covers. I'm just I'm just giving you all of the scenarios that are out there. Many times people don't want out of a bad situation once they get comfortable in it. A body, uh, one of my daughters said this to me the other day. Uh, she said a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. Reminded me of that. I think that's uh, one of the theories of um, motion uh, there. And that's fact. And that goes for you As uh, a body who is now encapsulated for the most part in your home, we are beginning to be motionless. And we're losing our edge on what we have always been about. I'm CL. I'll be back. After these brief words, thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. And I also want to tell you if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the CL Bryant Show app. I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving? So you came and changed my life. You
0: thought I was worth even. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you satisfy. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, uh what are we afraid of? What makes this thing so frightening? I think it's because uh, it's something that we don't necessarily know how to own we, we can't We don't own this huh? it, it almost owns us. Somebody said, well, love's, you know, the, you know the song, what love got to do with it. it. It reminds me of that because that's the way I think of um, love in some ways. Love is the thing about love that's so frightening and so powerful about it is that you really don't own the emotion. No, it, it sort of takes you over. It, it owns you. When it takes you over, it, it takes you over. And it makes you do weird things. And that's what this is doing to us. As a nation, it, it, it is. It, it, that's what's frightening about it is that it is we don't we there's no way we own this. We, we don't own it. We can't we haven't put a bridle in its mouth so that we own it and can control it. It owns us and it's making us behave funny in strange ways. I know that may have been a strange uh, correlation, <laughs> love and corona, <laughs> uh, but that's just the way it works for me. And we have to pay attention to the to the nuts and the things that don't make sense, like this. Um, all of you are familiar with uh, the Reverend Billy Graham, one of the greatest, uh, perhaps the greatest. Um, minister of the modern era and certainly one of the greatest ministers of all time. Uh, Dr. Um, Billy Graham, Reverend Billy Graham, he had an honorary doctorate. He had, didn't earn a doctorate. But um, he, uh, he could get he get, get a million honor, honoraries, <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, his son, all of you know Franklin Graham. We all are familiar with Samaritan's Purse. We know that Franklin is um, a fundamentalist, and we know that he is uh, evangelical in his religious beliefs, right? Absolutely he is. I know Franklin Graham. Let me tell you something. He is not a hater. He is not a bigot. He is certainly not a racist in in any, any way, shape, or form. He has a set of beliefs, just like anyone has a set of beliefs. And his principles are based upon love for the individual. And I know that there are people who feel as though if you have any uh, opinion other than the opinion of uh, the LGBTQ community, about who they are, if you have any other opinion about that than than what they have, then you are evil. And friends, the truth of the matter is that type of attitude is evil. You don't have to agree with what I believe for us to coexist, of course not. Th- that's where the conversation comes in. If if I was a part of the LGBT community, TQ community, I would absolutely sit down to talk with Franklin Graham and myself and who, whomever else. Bring in uh, whomever. Bring in both sides. But you don't get to that place by condemning. Each other. And they say that Franklin does that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't condemn anyone. He simply proclaims what's in Scripture. He didn't write that. Neither did I. I'm just simply proclaiming it. And for proclaiming what that says, you are called a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I don't hate you. I'm just telling you what I read. (laughs) I mean, come on. Uh, How many people, uh, how many books have been burned over that very same type of attitude? Yeah. Coming up in the next hour, Bill Gates um, was talking to some people 15 years ago about creating a, a vaccine, an injection for religious fanatics you know to control how they react now that may sound like to some um but that may sound oh that that's great. We can calm these religious fanatics down, and they don't go around talking about God all the time or b- blowing stuff up all the time or or being Jews all the time. you know, uh yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it that uh, maybe you can neutralize that, right? Maybe it does, but no friends, they want to curb the opinion. Oh, if everybody just thought like me, <laughs> and, then then uh, I evidently I just curbed everybody's opinion, didn't I? No, I want to influence your opinion. I want to throw some um, flavoring into it so that you have um, more of a conversation with the way you believe, and there might be more variety in the way you approach life. But I, I don't want to. Uh, enslave your thought because you disagree with me? Of course not. But there are people who would like to enslave mine. But I, I, most people in in my camp would never think of wanting to shut you up or close you down. Yeah, we're going to speak out against you. But we never want to, you not to have your say. And to speak your mind, that's just not who we are. That's the way conservatives, you are painted, though. And that's who they believe you are, and that's the reality of it. And as long as there are people not wanting to look at both sides of the coin, then you're going to have what's transpiring in New York city right now against Franklin Graham took the long way around but you know hey I'm on radio (laughs) yeah the LGBT community had no problem with Samaritan's Purse coming in to Central Park setting up uh, field hospitals, tending to this crisis in the heat of battle. And Samaritan's Purse should have done it. And people should have remained silent when they showed up to help those who were hurting. But if you didn't say anything then... Why are you coming out now saying it's time for this racist, hate-filled group led by Franklin Graham to leave your city because that's not what you're about? Oh, the magnitude of that type of hypocrisy is stifling. Oh, I don't mind them expressing their opinion about Franklin Graham. Of course not. But that reeks of ingratitude. No, you want to proselytize anybody? Nobody, anybody they help, of course. You go in you go into any hospital; they give you their literature. <laughs> Come on! All of it's okay, except for that that's given out by Christians. That's what the message is. I'm afraid. Oh, it's all cool. Unless Franklin Graham gives it out. But he can come and help us anytime. Then he has to go. Do you see where this is going? It's not a good place. What's frightening is that this thing has taken us over. It has... Taken us over. We don't. Um, own it. This Corona thing is beginning to own us. And that's what Americans are rebelling against. And they're choosing the thing that they have always chosen. Americans have always chosen a dangerous freedom over a peaceful slavery anyone who has succeeded in this country at some point in time I'm not talking about maybe risking your life but you may have risked financial danger in order to be free I certainly know any slave who escaped the plantation or even survived the plantation practice a dangerous freedom in his own way, large or small large way. The runaway slave practiced a dangerous freedom, but he'd rather that than a peaceful slavery. I am the runaway slave. Take my word for it. That's what I preferred. Reckless? No, that's not entering into the picture. Who wants to be reckless? Of course not. But you be as cautious as you can in your freedom, even though they're saying that there's danger out there. You let us protect you, you let us keep you. Um we'll talk about the brothers keeper aspect of all of this when I return after um the news hour, the news break. Yeah. It's time for us, I've heard said over and over and over again here in these last um, couple of months. It's time for us to be our brother's keeper. When I return after the break, I'm going to tell you exactly why that is a message you do not want to buy into. Some of you are going to say, oh, that's biblical. (laughs) Well, the words did originate there. We'll talk about how, why they originated when I come back. And it will give us some insight as to how easily we are misled I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Always glad to be here with you all. Great days in America are ahead of us. Our economy will kick uh, kick into gear again. We're going to finish this year strong. And to all of you Republicans and conservatives out there, take heart. We'll win easily. Talk to you later. Be right back.
0: Through,
2: I'm just a more on this room.
1: the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is uh, America. I want to uh, thank each and every one of you for coming along with us here today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. uh, And that is uh, America. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant show and uh, coast to coast, border to border over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk. Uh, And uh, if you're traveling through New York City, look up a Above Ripley's Believe It or Not and there you will see uh, the Red State Talk billboard uh, there above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not and every hour on uh, every hour the C.L. Bryant show pops up there on that big screen and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square when I left you I was talking to you I was saying to you that um, you're hearing more often now. And I was talking about Franklin Graham as we um, moved out of the last hour into this one. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhone or favorite device if you don't get both hours. I was talking about Franklin Graham and how he has been an example of Samaritan's Purse. And in fact, that's his organization that has offered relief around the globe around the globe, regardless of uh, race, color, creed, religion, ethnicity, what have you. He has offered help around the globe, but yet uh, there are groups, LGBT groups in New York City right now who uh, are calling him racist and bigoted, and you know all that type of thing. They want him gone how do you call a global network of relief like Samaritan's purse who has uh, often gone to places where people were of different cultures and beliefs than they are and have ministered to them uh, because of the love of Jesus Christ, not uh, because they were Christians they love them in spite of any differences maybe they weren't even loved back as they are not being loved back in new york city not even thanked evidently for coming to help what 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 does that say about people it, doesn't it speak to you what i have been saying to you all along uh, this is about human nature. Oh, you got that group over there against this group over here, and uh, you know, and that group over there. Well, it's a mixed group, and that group there, they're all white, and that group there is all black. That yeah, you know, that but that group there, that has all, all all mixture. Human beings have a nature like that. God only um, sees us as. Mm, uh, well, actually, he does see different um, types of people—Jews and Gentiles, two different types of people. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a conversation for a whole another time tomorrow. Dr. Marlene McMillan will be joining me, and we're going to talk about worldview. But I'm talking about brothers' keeper. I was talking about uh, being a brothers' keeper. Those words do come from Scripture, but they're uttered by the first murderer in Scripture. His name is Cain. I think you find them around the uh, fourth, a uh, third or fourth uh, chapter there in Genesis, very early on in Scripture. You find the first murderer. You find the first sarcastic remark that's made by that murderer. And that sarcastic remark is um, aimed at God. When it's made, um, don't know how long, but it seems pretty soon after the death of um, Abel, Cain's brother, who Cain killed, uh, in some violent way, um, blood crying out from the ground um, indicates that however he was killed, his blood was spilled. And God asked Cain about this incident. Where's your brother? (laughs) Of course, it was rhetorical. And Cain basically says back to God, hey, it's not my day to keep him. Am I my brother's keeper? That's basically what that's, that's, that's the gist of that. And then uh, the statement is made about his blood calls out from the ground. Yeah. So, um brother's keeper is being kicked around we need to be our brother's keeper no no friends you don't want to buy into that idea you're buying into something that is absolutely a bill of goods you don't want anybody to keep you've heard me say this here before you don't want anybody to be your keeper you don't want to be anybody's keeper oh you want to be their helper for sure but they're not a keeper you keep words mean things You must determine if you become their keeper, if they're kept, how long they're kept, uh, you know, and if you're being kept, that's exactly what you've placed and how you've placed yourself into someone else's hands for your safekeeping. You become their keeper. That is not even conducive with freedom and the ideals and the principles that we enjoy and embrace Or have we forgotten that this is a nation that was founded even with its faults and all of that type thing to uh, propagate and then promote certain freedoms for all of its citizens who would eventually become citizens and those who were actually in slavery at the time whose children would enjoy that. Man, I'm a living witness. I'm a witness. And so so uh, That phrase, you listen for it, we're going to need to be our brother's keeper um, here. It's setting you up for a mindset to soften you into a point where you can be vulnerable to being kept in a time of crisis. Oh, how comforting is it? How comforting is it uh, to know that uh, you have a cushion to fall on and you don't have to worry about it if something happens? Um, government is for that on, to a degree. But friends, when we start talking about this being a way of life and people start using phrases and you start using phrases behind them like new normal Oh, I know. There's all types of things that we get to get used to over a period of time, but you don't want to get used to this type of thing. There are some things you must reject, huh? Like the pet rock. <laughs> there's there's some things that you must reject as fad. Yeah, like pet rock or that thing, yeah. I thought of that actually once a friend of mine and I we were out in Arizona and I saw this beautiful, this gorgeous rock. And I said, man, I'm going to take this rock home. It can be my mascot. That's what I said. I didn't say pet. I said it can be my mascot. I had thought about it. If I had only thought about selling beautiful rocks and calling them pet rocks. But it was rejected. And that's what we have to do with Corona uh, hysteria. Is come to a point where we own it, we have a bridle in its mouth, and we can control it. Otherwise, it will consume us. The, the hysteria will rage on both sides. It'll rage on the sides of those who want to get out and run and uh, jog and you know, you know, do all that kind of thing. And it will rage on the sides of those who want to shelter in place and stay uh, protected until Jesus comes. I choose not to live my life in that type of fear. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to be very cautious in how I live my life from this point on. Because there is a new something. I don't know what it's called. But I'm not going to call it normal. there's a new something As far as lifestyle is concerned, that is introduced, being introduced to us as we speak. And um, you can see the planks falling into place as we speak. Boom, 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 boom. They're falling right down into place as we speak. And so um, be very careful of uh, listen for phrases that becomes something you hear all the time, it will be um a part of the dialogue that they're wanting to um have all of us you you are what you you begin to be what you say, you know yeah you you begin to be what you say, so be careful what you say about this because you become attuned to speaking the language of the new. Normal, and then it becomes that way for all of us, huh? What enters into um, uh, my bad kids? We're saying that all the time. It entered into the lexicon. How did it enter into the lexicon? We let it in. We allowed it in, huh? I'm gonna give a shout out to. How did we let that in. There are things that we let in to our our lexicon. We and we. Uh, use them all the time unconsciously, it happens to us, and that 's why i 'm saying to all of you right now, uh be very careful of your uh unconscious your the things not unconscious you can 't really be careful of that because it 's unconscious but but just the same uh be careful what goes into your consciousness that will affect your unconsciousness things you start to do unconsciously certainly uh, embrace, certainly means things we uh, go along with without thinking. And I'm telling you, this brother's keeper thing is something that you don't want to go along with without thinking. The implications, the ramifications of that. Whoever is kept, uh, somebody has to determine how long you're kept, why you're kept, you know, when you're kept, if you're kept at all. You don't want to be nobody's keeper. You're, always some, you, you're everybody's helper if, you, you know, if they need you for something. You're always somebody's helper. But words mean things, and people use certain words uh, in order to convey thought. I um, read somewhere I think it's an unknown thing I may have actually said it myself and I have done that before attributed uh, my own sayings to other people but I, I actually saw this I'm, I'm sure that this is not anything that I said uh, at any time Profan- you even take someone who uses profanity a lot and, um, there are a lot of folks uh, especially the old, the old men when they got together in my family they were professional cussers I could say words that like nobody could say words like they (laughs) man they said them but I I came to learn that profanity is um, the feeble mind desperately trying to express itself you know but I don't know, it's become a way of life here for us to just buy into people saying catchy stuff, be your brother's keeper. Friends, always understand what those implications are. What those words mean, as I told you, they were uttered for the first time by the world's First identifiable muzzler, uh, a murderer, muzzler, a uh, muzzler. <laughs> he was a muzzler. Okay. He was a murderer. Cain killed Abel and then said sarcastically to God when God asked him about this thing. Um, am I supposed to know where he is? Am I supposed to be keeping him? Am I my brother's keeper? That's what he, that was his retort. That was his answer. And we feel as though that's something so spiritual and so noble. <laughs> it shows how easily we're led without thinking. Now, we're looking for deeper Conversations, deeper parts of our character to be examined and exposed. Um, we're going to see if this thing can show us how beautiful and ugly we can be. Hmm? yeah yeah i'm 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 afraid that that's I fear., well, in fact, I'm not necessarily fear. I look forward to seeing us in our true selves. This thing will show us how beautiful and how ugly we can be toward one another. And New York, I guess is getting its share. I mean, there's been all kinds of crap going on up there uh, as far as um, some cop uh, beating up some guy who was giving out. Um, I don't know if he was selling them or giving them away uh mask or so forth. Um, you know, it's a big hoopla about that. We're easily led, easily distracted from what's important and it ain't anything to do with someone trying to turn something into a race riot we're easily distracted from what's truly important and to all of you who are easily distracted down the um, garden path of uh, making everything about race um that is the least of our worries in 2020 in in the age of COVID-19 and so my fellow Americans there comes a time when we get tired so tired of um, not being able to be ourselves that only in private conversations and among rational people do we speak sensibly but don't let us get into a group don't let us congregate into a mob we'll get crazy that too is human nature that too is human nature I'm CL this is the CL Bryant show I look forward to uh, talking to you when we return with more of the CL Bryant show this uh, show can be downloaded by app free the CL Bryant show in the App Store, uh, and you can listen to us anywhere you go. I'll be back after this short break. <laughs> CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here over Red State Talk Radio, our flagship station, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and around the globe. Most listened to and um, largest uh, talk platform in our nation. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The essence of who we are is being challenged and there are choices that we um, must make. And um, those choices actually boil down to uh, uh, a dangerous freedom or a peaceful slavery. That's what they can't. That's, that's how extreme they can be right now. It's uh, very wise. To be very cautious um, with your health and with other people that you love and so forth. It, it, It makes sense. You'd better be very cautious as far as that's concerned, right? Yes, of course you should be. But there comes a point, there comes a breaking point where people and some have a, you know, closer threshold than others, but everyone does reach that threshold and it began with the reports of suicides depressions and and all of that type of thing um being on on the ups the home violence uh, domestic violence being on the ups And that's because we're not living our normal lives, which if we're not, then we're not living, certainly not living our best lives. And the type of life that we're needing or or, or they're wanting us to get used to is one that is absolutely contrary. It's contrary to who we are. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is in America. It's contrary to our DNA, what we have enjoyed and what our parents enjoyed. It's contrary to it. Hmm? Americans, we're, we're, you know this. We're used to going out um, on uh, Friday night and Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, uh, congregating and uh, getting that, um, you know, that frittata or whatever, you know. <laughs> it, 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 you know that's American life going to the brunch, breakfast brunch. All of that is a part of American life. Oh, the buffets, the all-you-can-eat buffets. As most of you know, my wife is um, uh, now passed on to live another life, uh, you know, uh, than this one, to try a world unknown to us. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy for her. But and particularly since my wife had especially the last month of her life um, um, she was not well she was not well at all she was not well and um, God was merciful in removing her before this hit and that's the way I look at it but friends um, when we think about the things that um we get used to and try to protect then we had better um pay close attention to what we're being told and how we approach each other i'm going to go visit a friend today um and i look forward to to seeing them and um guidelines of course have been put in place you have to be careful It's a freedom, dangerous though it may be. It's still a freedom. It beats being um, peaceful slavery. It beats beats peaceful slavery. You must chance carefully until you master what's troubling you the most. And this has been a troubling, troubling time for us as Americans because it's such a mystery as to how we proceed from here don't forget that um we 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 we're going to have to be more to one another than we have been that's also a part of the the change and When you think about it, we were looking at a world that was absolutely spinning toward inconsideracy. And and all of a sudden, you have this thing, this COVID-19 comes around, that absolutely, it, it, it forces us to be considerate of others. And that came about in the midst of a world that was spinning toward rapidly, spinning rapidly toward inconsideracy. Nobody's considerate of somebody else. I mean, you know, road rage, the way we treat each other, um, even uh, you go to McDonald's, used to, I don't, you know, and. You certainly go into stores these days. You're, you're, you're too close to that. Bureau. Man, I mean, they're, they're beginning to be Nazi police around there. <laughs> Store not. <laughs> Sprouts. I was in Sprouts the other day. <laughs> and uh, uh, The line, the line police. <laughs> I mean, it was Stalag 13-ish we don't live like this, but we are now of course, but it was, it was, it was like style 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't want to get used to that. Do we? Hey, no, we don't want to get used to that. No, we have scars. Y'all. There's no question about we, we have scars. We have plenty of those. Um, And we don't need to necessarily make them go away. Uh Uh-uh. But um, we do need to know how to um, care for each other and minister to each other and be neighborly to each other. Loving your neighbor as yourself is what it's all about. is what Christ thought it was all about. Uh, Put it right up there beside loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The the second law that he wanted you to understand was you love your neighbor as yourself. And with their scars, yeah, with their scars and everything that they have, you love them as yourself. And um, you don't want the scars to go away. You don't want yours to go away. You know, or if you don't want them to take them away. But the more you nurture each other, Americans, and this is where we got to go. And I hate to sound like some tree hugger, you know, and I ain't the way I am, but you know what I'm saying. And the more we nurture each other, exercise our Christian spirit, our Christianity, then the more those scars fade on their own. Huh? The more they fade on their own without us doing anything if we just engage each other, the scars begin to fade and they will begin to fade on their own. And that's where we are now. And and maybe um, the Lord allows us to be able to heal ourselves this way. But it'll be by his, his spirit, not by any strength of ours. And uh, this thing that Cuomo said, I'm glad that my my pastor called him out, James A. McManus, word of God there in Shreveport, Louisiana, although yes I'm up in um, Denver, Colorado, I have not been able to go home for a while but um, my pastor called out um, Governor Cuomo of New York the other day for saying uh, nationally on television, yeah, uh, well God didn't do it, (laughs) Oh, man, if you're breathing, he did that. You know, he, he did that so naturally, so obviously, he did this too. Whoever has breath of life in them has the breath of life from the Creator. And for some idiot politician to get on television and start talking to people around the world who are breathing that breath of life, using the unforeseen life force within their body to help other people, and this idiot talks about God didn't do it. Andrew, you're an idiot. Of course he did it. We don't see air; we feel it. We see the we see it moving through the trees. We don't ever see air, but we doggone sure knew if it left the planet, wouldn't we? And uh, we'd only be aware that it had been left that it has left for a very short time. Yeah, God did it. We wouldn't. We wouldn't miss it for long. In other words, we. One, if air ever leaves the planet, we wouldn't miss it for long because we wouldn't be alive. I think it's something like four minutes, five minutes tops. We would not be alive. And if it left suddenly, well, you don't have to worry about it. You'd suddenly be dead. <laughs> but it it's sustainable. It's been sustainable ever since Cain or Adam uh, met Eve. Or before Adam met Eve. When Adam met God, air has been a precious, precious, precious commodity, the most precious commodity. So of course God did it. <laughs> God didn't do this. Of course he did it. And that's what we're dealing with. Those are the types of things that we must understand and keep in mind that a world view is being challenged. A world view uh is being um introduced into this crisis that will Fundamentally, that they would like to help them assist in the fundamental change of this country. That's the difference between liberalism, progressivism, and conservatism. They're always pushing the agenda of social engineering. Whereas the only thing that conservatives are trying to do right now is trying to get us through this. With everybody in tax, you can go back to spending money and making money. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's the difference. And so, um, my friends, I, I want to speak to those who have lost loved ones. I um, told you a couple of... Um, weeks ago, well, weeks ago now, yes, he's been gone now a couple of weeks himself. Uh, Pastor Harry Blake of the Mount Canaan Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, he was the chief catechizer on my council when I was ordained. Um, has passed away as um, um, of the coronavirus. He was 83 years old. He's a product of Bishop College as well. And um you know, the the strangest thing is um, a lot of people are beginning to ask the question, you know, why, God, why is this happening? Why? You know, it, it'd be very easy to ask that question. And, of course, um, the pain, the grief of losing a loved one like I've lost mine um, it, it's hard, but at least I had a chance um, to say goodbye to my wife. There have been people who um, have had loved ones taken into the hospital. Um, They take them to the door of the hospital and the hospital takes them in. And that's the last time that they saw them alive. In fact, I'm, I, how, how, they, do they, they let them view the body afterwards? I mean, they give, the, give them the body. I mean, what, what I, I haven't, you know what? That's one thing, Michelle, that's one thing we have to check out. I don't know what's the procedure after a patient has died of COVID-19 in a hospital. Do they, do they just release it to the funeral home? The funeral home lets the body stay there until it, uh, until, you know, they, they stack up. What, what goes on? I would like to know exactly what's happening now Jane wanted to be cremated and I think again God was speaking to her wisdom um, because that's just something she and I you know we'd never been um, fans of cremation but you know she had two sisters who were who went on before her and she thought it was really really a very wonderful ceremony that they had and she wanted to have one of those types for herself so the best thing that has happened in the midst of this for me is that um, she was she's cremated. I have her remains, you know, and waiting to do the memorial service back in Louisiana whenever we can. But, friends, God, God understands your pain. And I know you've heard pastors say that, but let me tell you how and why. He understands your pain. It's because um, Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, uh, she, she she passed away. Even though she was left in the hands of John the Beloved at the cross of Jesus, if anybody knew the word and knew how to pray it over themselves and knew how to, you know, it would be her. Okay she she died, Joseph the earthly father of Jesus, the earthly custodian male custodian of Jesus he died Didn't he? yeah he died Lazarus though he was raised from uh, the dead and I, man I would have loved to have heard some of the stories of Lazarus told around some of those tables that he sat at after he came back he died again Jesus Christ himself tasted death for all of us. Took the sting of it out of it so that you'd have blessed hope. And so this is um, the message that I certainly hope brings you some type of comfort is that you're not in this alone even if you're at your home alone like I have been except for going out to cautiously buy groceries or something like that. You're going to have to make a decision. A decision is going to have to be made. Whether or not we live our lives in dangerous freedom, or we live our lives with peaceful slavery. I'll be back with the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show when I return. It's been great uh, being here with you tomorrow. Uh, you don't want to miss tomorrow's show, Dr. Marlene McMillan. It's going to be on with me, and um, she is a powerhouse, powerhouse of knowledge, international lecturer, uh, the founder of Why Liberty Matters, Dr. Marmaline, tomorrow on the C.L. Bryant Show. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You
0: thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you sacrificed Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always the in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for being there with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. What we must avoid, uh, America what we must avoid is a situation where keeping you is no benefit and getting rid of you or destroying you is of no loss are are you hearing me oh i'm not just i'm not just throwing around words here I've con- I've wanted to convey a thought to you that you, I, I certainly hope, grasp. We, we don't want to get to a situation in this country where government has the power, the authority, absolute uh, say-so without your input. You don't want them to get to a a mindset or an attitude about the citizenry of this country where they feel that keeping you is of no benefit. Getting rid of you, losing you, destroying you won't be a loss. That is what happens when you give over to a totalitarian type of control, government control and you're seeing shades of it and it's easy for people to buy into it so that they can have peaceful slavery or oh, you know i'm going to i'm going to help them do this cuz at least they'll leave me alone <laughs> you, you know you know what i'm saying that is the type of cowardice that is creeping into the americans um, soul, they're trying to cross they're trying to make it a part of us a, a hybrid yeah they want us to be bold but they want us to be scary and, and and cowardly and sheepish sheepish at the same time Huh? and eventually whichever dog that you feed the most is going to be the strongest that's the way it is With feelings and attitudes, whichever one you feed the most, that's the one that's going to be the strongest. (laughs) So, be certain. You don't want to get to a, a situation where your government has an attitude toward its citizenry, where they feel that keeping you is of no benefit. So, destroying you is of no loss. That is why a lot of Americans are taking on the attitudes that they're taking on. They're not crazy, they want to live as much as anyone else, but they want their freedom more. Give me liberty, give me death. A dangerous freedom, a dangerous liberty, is what we have always chosen, Americans. That's what we have always chosen. So, and I, I certainly hope that uh, we find a way to choose it again. The coronavirus is not going to go away. Even if it did, there would be another that comes along. Don't you see? Can't you see the tea leaves? Can't you see the handwriting on the wall? Haven't you read scripture at all? It's not going to go away. After this leaves, something else will come to take its place. Read, I encourage you again, Matthew 24, read it. and so my friends and you know just say a short prayer when you're reading it uh holy spirit open my eyes that's all you got to do when you start i'm i'm telling you you will absolutely be amazed astonished at how it will unfold you'll be amazed Matthew 24. And I'm not here to debate it. I just proclaim it. I just, that's what I, I didn't write this stuff. Okay? I didn't write it. So, um, procrastination is another thing we have to watch out for. We have to be aware of and be careful of. I was falling into a state of of procrastination, because all of the days that we are, at least mine, let me speak for myself, all of the days that I'm experiencing now, it's, it is very much Groundhog Day. Um, very little is going, I mean, although today's going to be a little bit different, I plan on visiting a friend a little bit later on for the first time, can uh, just actually making a, a real visit, you know, and sitting down and and talking, although we're going to exercise spacing and all that type of thing, but um, this is the time that um, we have, and I refuse to be uh, led to a point where I just, I just, um, we, where I am actually dictated to by the um, people we have elected to office without my own input. Hmm? So you have to make that thing. We cannot get to a point where we procrastinate because um, ultimately, as the president has said, Ultimately, what unites us, what, un- what ultimately unites us, a nation is success. D.J.T. Donald John Trump. ultimately, what unites, ultimately, a nation is success. We must have success over this this virus. We must have success over uh this outbreak. Otherwise, we're going to be splintered. And everybody's going to be wanting to run and go their own way and do their own thing uh, in, in their own way and at their own time. And that will be harmful. So we must be successful. Ultimately, what will unite us is success over this. And what will destroy us ultimately is if we remain Uh, Idle in our ways that we have remained idle. And we began to procrastinate. And procrastination, my friends, is the thief of our time. But you can get used to it. It can become normal. I have been on islands in fact, uh, this la- this island uh, that I was the last island I was on was uh in Cay Kalker. Uh there right near Mexico. Uh C. Calker, off, off of Belize, off the island off the um nation of Belize here in Central America. And um you can't you you had better not be in a hurry for anything. And I certainly hope you're not in a hurry to get to uh You know, you you can order um, anything. (laughs) You can order anything. And you don't be surprised if that's going to take about 30 minutes. (laughs) You know, it could take 45, but uh, people are not in a hurry at all. Because they've gotten used to procrastinating. Oh, I'll smoke another cigarette or uh, do whatever before I go and get their food and take it to them. They have learned the art of procrastinating. And since Dave every day is pretty much Groundhog's Day for us right now, and things are going to get back into the swing of things, I certainly hope that we don't get into the habit of putting off for tomorrow things that we would have normally gotten done right now it'll hurt us and it'll slow us down a pace it'll slow our pace we cannot go from being industrious and, 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 and industrious uh, ingen, ingenious people because we come up with our own thoughts and we we use our own hands and our own actions to um that God has given us to shape our success in this world this type of thing can actually slow that pace and that's why we we must opt and that's why we have always opted for the dangerous freedom rather than the secure slavery and um You can have your docile slaves and you know I'm never going to be one of them or you can have those who are saying to everybody we need to run away from this we need to get away from this you can have your docile slave saying hey man let's just just be cool dude you know Massa feeds its own you know Tuesdays, he beats us on Wednesday, uh, feeds us again on Thursdays, and we feed ourselves on Fridays and Saturdays, and goes to church on Sunday. And, uh, he feeds us again on Monday. Master feeds us again. Yeah, but uh, is that beating that you take on Wednesday? That's the thing, man. <laughs> he feels he has. <laughs> the right to do it and that's the role of big government once you give them the right to feed you the right to house you the right to clothe you you give that over to them then they feel they have the right to beat you on Wednesday if they want to well Friends, we're going to be just fine. Because we are Americans, we will not go away quietly. Into the night, we will stand and we will fight. We will survive. Because of people like you. Come along with me daily as I build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and in the words of um, um, our president, what ultimately unites a nation is success. Let's be successful in conquering this epidemic together, watching out for each other, being good neighbors, and handling this thing in a way that Americans know how to handle things. Let's get it done. Get on back to work and get our lives back in order. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and
2: keep you
0: all. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on
2: this road.